Hello, welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And today our guest is Ruth Peterson, who I got to meet several years ago online and and, uh, stayed in touch and watched all these things that she does, very active in Women's Band Director International and and lots of other things. And um, she's just retired recently, but she taught for more than 28 years. So she understands busy band directors and she's going to give us a few pointers. So stay tuned here. Ruth, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Awesome. Can you just tell us a little bit about you, like what led you into being a band director and uh, what you did with your life here so that folks can get an idea of who you are? So it hit me one day when I was in eighth grade. I And I was very fortunate. I mean, I was in a little town in Iowa and I had a female band director, which I didn't really think was bizarre or strange. But now I look back and I, I really appreciate appreciate having her. And um, it just hit me one day that I am so sorry, my cat is. <laughs> okay. Um, it hit me one day that oh, I could be a band director. That's what I want to do. And my mind was made up. Um, and I ended up uh, going up to the nearby college for lessons and band camp and the youth orchestra. And Dr. Randy Kohlenberg was there. And um, I was going to finally get to take lessons with him and not one of his students. And he came out to North Carolina to UNC Greensboro. I told my parents that's where I was going to school. And luckily, they agreed and supported that. And then I just stayed here. It's been a a wonderful place to be and have a career. Oh, great. And you're a trombone player too, aren't you? I am a trombone yes. player. Fellow trombone players unite. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so you're going to talk to us today about something that you did in your life that may have saved your career or your maybe even your life here and, mm-hmm. and um, the like. So um, before you tell us what it was you did, uh, can you give us a little background about why you started this and did it? So I, I always was feeling fatigued and just, it it was a struggle sometimes even to stay awake while I was conducting, believe it or not. Um, And I, I found out that I have PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, which causes a host of other issues like hypertension, hypothyroidism, um, and diabetes. And and yes, I have all of those. So um, the hypothyroidism was the hard one. And I went to another doctor and she correctly figured out you have to have a different test for Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. And you can feel horrible when it's not diagnosed correctly. So once I found that out, I felt a lot better. But with PCOS, it's very, very difficult to to lose weight. Um, And I, over the years, since about 2007, I've worked on and off with a personal trainer. So I've been doing that. Um, 
And then I got into walking. I found out about these virtual um, running companies, companies, and one of them is called Yes.Fit. And I have to say, it's all about the bling baby for me. So um, I won't do a race if I don't like the metal. <laughs> but, but you've clearly found some medals you like because you've been doing some races. That's right. And I started off, my first one was 65 miles. I didn't think that was achievable, but um, I, you know, I, I tell people I'm a turtle. I, I will get there eventually. I'm not fast. Um, and I have issues with my knees and hips. So um, I get there eventually and I've done over 6,000 miles since 2017. So um I have a lot of medals hanging on my wall because of the bling <laughs> and I really, really enjoy it. And we moved to a house that has a greenway behind it. And so I go for a walk and like last week I went two days in a row out to the trails and I saw deer both times. Um, there are all sorts of critters back there and it's just good to be outside and around nature. Oh, for sure. There's just a, you breathe differently out there. Mm -hmm. There's a whole, yeah, absolutely. And um, so when you're teaching, you were teaching band and there was a lot going on. How did you make time and make this a priority in your life? Well, at first it just became about, you know, moving more. And I'd be like, oh, I could get this many steps. And I had it figured out how many steps it was to the office through the hallway and how many steps it was if I went through the outside up to the front door. And it just started becoming a thing. And, um, you know, if I had outside duty for the kids with physical activity going on, I could walk around then. And so I was just moving a lot more and the biggest change was when I realized the walking, I was getting that endorphin rush and I was a much, much better teacher. I had more energy for my students. I had more energy to do the things that I wanted to do with them and provide for them. And, um, you know, it's that became the intrinsic motivation to do all the walking as well. Oh yeah. Cause it's, it's all, we're all connected in all of these different oh, yeah. ways. And, and yeah. Yeah. It's like practicing the scales and then all of a sudden the other music gets easier, right? Cause yes. you've got, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you, you say this because a lot of folks I talk to talk about how they fit time in their schedule, how they schedule it in. And you're like, what you did didn't add a lot of, uh, you're, you're still getting your stuff done. You just had to go to the office anyway, but you made an effort to do it in ways that, that, um, you could do it reasonably within your work day. And yes, you go for additional walks and the like, yeah. but um, you got, you got that start and all of us have to do those things. Sometimes we send an email when, what if we got up and walked and asked the counselor the question? Exactly. And those personal interactions are kind of cool. We forget, we lose a lot of that. And I think that we need that interaction too. Especially so to me, I'm like Dr. Phil, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially I think, you know, for me, Every band room I was in was away from everybody else and everything else. And I, being an introvert, it was really easy for me to just stay in my cave. But the more I got out walking, you know, things, you have better relationships with people too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. 
If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. What do you think if you had not done this? How would your life or your career have been different? Uh, um, I know I wouldn't have been as effective as a teacher. Um, I ended up, I had a great year in 2019 career wise. Uh, my kids were doing great things and, um, I went home to Iowa for Christmas. We drove out, we drove back. I noticed um, the half point, halfway point is Paducah, Kentucky of all places. <laughs> and um, we stopped and that night when I got out of bed, I noticed my right calf was, it hurt like the Dickens. And I didn't really think much more about it. Um, and then I went walking on New Year's Day with some friends and to try out some different trails. And I all of a sudden could not catch my breath. And I was just having this internal dialogue with, oh, my God, you you were lazy over Christmas. You uh, you can't even breathe and walk normally. And I was thinking it was all my fault. And my friends noticed that I was having to breathe a lot and um, they didn't really say too much, but um, I went about my life for the next six days. And when we went back to school on January 6th, I got to school. I couldn't even get the chairs off the racks to set up for class. And my um, pulse rate would just shoot to 132 without doing anything. Um, And so I ended up going to the doctor uh, in downtown Charlotte, and I'm in Huntersville, which is north of Charlotte. Um, And she's like, I think you've had a pulmonary embolism. Can you get back to the emergency room? Which was a great excuse to take the expressway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so that evening I found out that I had medium to large um, embolisms and clots in my lungs. Um, I actually had a former band parent who was the the doctor to come in and talk to me. And she said, you're very, very lucky. Um, And I had been walking around six days like this. Um, I thought, and I did go to urgent care. I thought I was having some bronchial thing, Um, but that's not what it was. Um, I had to have an ECOS procedure where they went through my neck. It felt like Frankenstein. And he would, the doctor would crank the catheter down to my lungs. And then for two hours, 
I was like that. And then they had medicine going into my lungs to um, break up the clots. But I truly feel like I would have been dead if I had not been doing all the walking I was doing. And I, I think that that saved me in the long run. Um, it took me two months to feel like myself again. Um, it's, and a lot of people have anxiety after this happens um, because it, if you can't catch your breath, you feel like, oh my God, it's happening again. And it's easy to freak out. Luckily, I found a, a support group on Facebook and read about other people's reactions so that I knew oh, this isn't weird and I'm okay. But, um, you know, two months later we had COVID and I already felt like I had lost everything. And so when COVID hit, it was just, I didn't, it didn't hit me as hard because of what I had just been through, but I do feel walking saved my life. Wow. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Yes. <laughs> really powerful. And then finally, as we wrap up here, because I um, want to keep these, you know, yes. reasonable amount. So all you people keep coming back. But um, I always like to address at the end, because some of us have had, you know, we're at the other end of our careers and we've been down the road a, a bit. And, and uh, we want to see younger, newer teachers, I should say, um, have that same opportunity. So what piece of advice would you pass the baton on to our um, uh, newer teachers? Well, I know post-COVID, um, Things are very stressful right now, still for everybody. And I keep thinking schools are going to be back to normal and they're not there yet for the kids, the teachers, the subs, the bus drivers, everybody. They're still being affected. And mental health is super important. And if you can move your body in whatever way is comfortable um, for you, then you're going to feel a lot better mentally and it's going to help you with the job. That's for sure. And I think that's a consistent message folks are coming on with. And I, I couldn't hear it. I'm sure people were saying it when I was teaching, um, but it took me almost what, 29 or 30 years of my career before I could really implement it. So, you know, I just want to pass on that nugget to, to folks so that they really can hear it. Cause um, it's a great career that we've picked, isn't it? But man, is it intense. It's intense. And if if young directors start now with doing a little bit of something every day for themselves, it adds up over time. And, you know, they become a role model for good habits for their students as well. And um, that's really important. And they need to share with their students that, you know, take time for yourself, take time for your mental health, make sure that you have a support system and you can do great things. Yeah. Talking about it and bringing it to an awareness is really yes. important. We don't ignore something, you know, if somebody's bleeding. We're like, oh, let's help them. But it's, it's so much harder now, except if we keep doing these kinds of things and talking about it. And, and um, I think a lot of our newer teachers are learning about this and talking about it more in, in the universities than we did. I agree. So, yeah. And that's, that's a critical piece of it. And I love what you said about when we, as the teachers are, are doing things that are healthy for us. It's, it is, it's modeling for our students who may not know what that looks like or, or just, you know, 
I used to overbook everything. I'd have the kids because the band was my life and I thought it should be their life too. And it wasn't healthy for any of us. Mm-hmm. And when I got more reasonable and I really got intentional about what we did, I said to the kids, we'll do a lot of great stuff or we'll do a lot of, yeah, a lot of great stuff, but we're not going to necessarily do a lot of stuff, but everything we do is going to be different. And so it freed up the other time and it helped, it showed the kids that, you know, I need to do some other things too and get away from this. And so do you. And, and it was weird to think about that because, you know, we're supposed to be band geeks the whole time, you know? <laughs> so, right. well, gosh, thank, I appreciate your vulnerability. And I know as I talk to people all over, when I go uh, speak to them, I hear things about high blood pressure, about hypertension, about the stresses of our job and the physical movement is so important, but what it does for our mental health and then the physiological part and the whole bit is so powerful. You are a living example of how this has been life-changing for you, life-saving for you. Yes, definitely. So, So yeah, thank you for bringing this to us, Ruth. I really, really am grateful for you. And I'm grateful to all of you out there listening to Band Director Bootcamp who are making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education every single day. The work you do matters. And so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier.